Hello, roommates. Welcome to the Naked Roommate, an advice podcast for college students. My name is Abby Angolia. I'm a junior, and I'm currently very burnt out. Hi, everyone. My name is Rhea. <laughs> I'm from Nashville, and no, I do not like country music. Uh, hello, my name is Stefan, and I'm a sophomore. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we just jump right into yeah, let's do the it. scenarios? Yeah, some very juicy responses for us to look at today. I'm very excited. Yes. All right, let's jump right in. First response from one of our roommates. Two of my closest friends from high school also happen to end up at DC schools, Georgetown and Catholic, and we try to hang out at least once a month. I really value their friendships, but recently they've been really annoying me. One of them always complains about things in his life, but never takes anyone's advice on how to fix anything. And the other is really self-conscious about what his new college friends think about him to the point where he changes the way he acts around them, almost like he's performing for them. The last time we hung out, the second friend in particular was really acting out and getting on my nerves. I'm kind of conflicted on how I feel about them right now. Sometimes texting them feels like a chore and I have no desire to see them, but deep down they're still two of my closest friends. What should I do? Well, if they're your closest friends, talk to them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Um, I feel like there's like you should do two different things for each friend. Like for the one that doesn't take advice, it sounds like you have tried talking to them and that hasn't worked, in which case it's not a lot you can do there. You kind of just got to accept that. And with like the second guy, yeah, just, just talk to him and be like, yo, like why are you doing that? That's kind of it's kind of weird. I will also say that college changes a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially like – with the transition from high school. So, like, even if they are your closest friends from high school, like, who they're going to be in college is not necessarily the same thing. I think I'm only in touch with one friend from high school, and that's because we were best friends and our moms were best friends. So, like, we feel obligated to stay in touch, but, like, we actually try to. So, yeah, I was going to say, too, like, sometimes people just grow and you grow out of relationships. And um, if you've tried to work through the issues, especially with the person who's... um, not taking advice on anything, like how to like fix anything um, and complains a lot. I think, you know, sometimes you just need to move on and sadly like friendships end. But I think with the person being self-conscious, you might have more hope with and maybe reminding them or like sitting them down and having like a very empathetic conversation about how they were in high school and, um, and kind of reminding them of what it used to be like when you guys hung out and just really emphasizing how you feel now might have some saving grace for that relationship. Even if, like, you feel like they are your closest friends and you want to maintain that friendship, like, make sure that you, like, you can even take a friend break if you Mm -hmm. feel so, like, inclined to be like, hey, I kind of need to take space away from you. Let's reconvene in, like, a month and see if we can be friends again. Like, there's no shame in that. Yeah, I definitely feel like with every friendship, you're just every relationship you should ask yourself, like, what am I getting out of it? And if Mm -hmm. you're not getting a, a lot, then there's no reason to stay there you know like it feels weird just because you've known them your whole life but that's kind of how college is you grow apart from people yeah definitely awesome all right we'll move on to roommate two who's asking about your thoughts on figures on the figure skating doping scandal as in the russian one uh, yes as in the uh, winter olympics one that's <laughs> happened. Yeah. i hey. think compared to the american runner who got Mm-hmm. disqualified yeah. Yeah, yeah for having weed in her system i think it's extremely unfair mm-hmm. that's like that russian figure skater was allowed to compete even. while doping while literally yeah. doping performance enhancing drugs yeah like she had weed in her system and her mom had just died like obviously 
there's reason like there's rationality into mm-hmm. why she chose to do that but. yeah also it just doesn't make any sense because like if she were to have gotten like pissed drunk that same night like literally nothing would have happened yeah. you know so it's just the distinction between weed and alcohol at that point doesn't really make a lot of sense especially at that scale mm-hmm. you know yeah. it just seems extremely arbitrary and it's kind of sad to the person who did win that competition because all the attention was on her teammate mm-hmm. it wasn't on her yeah and so it's just really unfair even amongst the russian team yeah i think also that like specific coach i guess their coaches um has like a history of doing that and that team has a history of like have, of doing that of like like doping of like having her um, athletes dope and like specifically pushing them to do so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a documentary on netflix i think it's called like icarus or something i never watched it i think it got nominated for an academy award and i only know that because when scrolling through netflix like (laughs) there's good advertisements (laughs) for it it'll be Mm -hmm. like nominated for academy award in 20 whenever so yeah i I guess that's something they do you know doping happens it's kind of weird but yeah, it's just it's kind of sad. Yeah, kind of weird that you're asking our opinions on <laughs> global scandals like this. But hey, that's what I we're. I mean, here I guess for. they trust us enough. Yeah, I, I mean, we, I we guess our opinions f- are fascinating enough. Yeah. For that. I suppose. I guess we're just the foremost authority on Olympic scale figure skating. But <laughs> who knows? No, so that's. I think that's as much as we can. Yeah. yeah. On that, I think they just want to know a little bit more about you. Oh, that's, that's really that's, what it is. That's right? sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to roommate three. This is a long one, so we'll strap in. Here we go. All right. I'm still close with one of my friends from high school. We'll call her Hannah. But she still talks about how sad she is about her breakup with her ex-boyfriend, who is also my ex-best friend. We'll call him Andrew. Since I'm still friends with Hannah, I obviously still care about how she's doing emotionally and stuff, but the fact that she talks about her breakup is getting really annoying. For context, they started dating December 2019 and broke up August 2021. Sure, call me the asshole for not caring about her breakup anymore, but the fact that she broke up with him during the beginning of the school year and still complains about not being over him is pretty annoying. On top of that, every other week she says I'm over him and says something about why he was a bad boyfriend and how she shouldn't be sad, and then the next week she's crying at 4 a.m. Also, it's hard for me especially to listen to her complain about Andrew since I used to be best friends with him, but since he's a shitty person, aside from the whole Hannah relationship, I completely stopped being friends with him. Basically, why would I want to keep hearing Hannah be sad about someone I really do not like? Me and a few of our other close friends are also super over listening to Hannah talk about how sad she is about her breakup, so I know it's not just me having a short patience. I've talked to Hannah about how I'm kind of over listening to the same problem over and over again, partially because I also say the same thing over and over again, whether it be advice or just trying to comfort her. Basically, I don't know what to do anymore. Should I talk to her about it or just wait until she gets over it? Thank you, and P.S. I would love to be a guest on the show to elaborate more on my problem, LOL. Uh, I'm totally fine with this not being anonymous. From Tim. From Tim. Hi, Tim. Hello, Tim. Tim is a homie. Yeah. Love him. Aww. Very nice. We're on Maybe TEDx Foggy Bottom together. Shout out to TEDx Foggy Bottom. Buy tickets, please. Um, anyway, back to the problem. Uh, don't know, really. I mean, it's I, kind of a tricky situation. Well, I have like a couple. Well, first of all, you say you have a short patience, but like this has been going on for what, two years now? Oh, no, no, no. They broke up. They broke up August 2021. Okay, so it'd be so like, six like six months. Six months. Okay. That's, I mean, it was a long relationship. So I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, so 
she does have like a reason to be sad mm-hmm. then you know yeah. I, I was about to say like if they broke up in 2019 you're still crying over this man like, yeah come on, yeah what are you doing he wasn't that great but i don't know i feel like yeah she has every right to be sad but i feel like it's um, a situation when it comes to boundaries mm-hmm. you know yeah, like uh, like she doesn't need to be constantly talking about right. it all the time and mm-hmm. also her th- friends are not her therapist like they can be there for her yeah. but it's yeah, not yeah, like definitely. your responsibility to like her happiness mm-hmm. and emotional stability is not your responsibility mm-hmm. at the end of the day yeah i was gonna say like don't i think it's fair that she um feels this way and i think it was a long relationship so it makes sense that she's still sad and i i also think like her breaking up with him is like not an it's not an excuse for her not to feel sad. Like I think if it, you know, if she was happy in the relationship and she had to end it, that's still really sad. But I think not letting someone use you as like an emotional punching bag, especially when you consistently say the same advice over and over again, it's like, like mentally exhausting. Yeah. But my advice would be whenever she brings it up again, and if you've even like already said concerns about it, try to move away from the conversation and move towards distraction as a method of like healing things, like mm-hmm. quote unquote, instead of trying to solve the situation for her. Because I think just, the the remedy for her is time rather than like an actual solution oh yeah um mm-hmm. and i think moving towards distraction might be more helpful for her i also think you should assert your boundaries like mm-hmm. if it makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to talk about it anymore just tell her yeah be like hey prioritize your own mental health and be like hey i don't want to talk about this anymore i get that you're upset and i want to be here for you but also i feel like i can't go through this constantly and especially if it's like Something that's definitely weighing on you. Mm-hmm. You should definitely prioritize your mental health. Yeah, um, I, I think this like remind. I had a similar situation actually to this about la- like last year with uh, an acquaintance of mine where he broke up with someone and uh, was basically it, like did nothing but talk about the person he broke up with, which is like or no, I think she broke up with him, but. The point is, though, I basically became, like, the therapist. Like, we were no longer friends. Like, we mm-hmm. would always hang out and only talk about this. Like, I never was able to talk about any of my problems. He would only ever come to me, and I would give him advice, and he just never would listen to any of it. It became, like, mentally exhausting. So I think, like, similar to the first one, the first person we were talking about, if you got to cut this person off, man, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's what college is for. Hey, like, y'all friend not- <laughs> breaks are really helpful. Yeah. As someone who is a junior now, friend breaks are yeah. extremely helpful, especially when people are tiring. Like, you deserve better. Yeah, yeah, so definitely assert your boundaries first, but if it, like, doesn't get solved, like... Move on. Yeah, move on. Come on. Yeah. Plenty of fish in the... In the sea? pond. <laughs> I'll be friends with you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and also just to clarify, Tim did not want to be anonymous, so that's why we are saying, hey, Tim, and stuff like that, because he asked not to be anonymous. Hey, Tim. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, any advice for getting out of de- uh, excuse me, retake. <laughs> any advice for getting out of a depressive episode? Ooh, that's um, a toughie. That is a tough one. So nobody here on the naked, po- uh, the naked roommate podcast is medically certified <laughs> or so a licensed therapist or a licensed therapist. So advice number one would be to seek a therapist out, which is actually really, really difficult. It's yeah, so it's so, so it difficult. Me, it literally took me a year and a half. I only recently got a therapist, maybe about three weeks ago. Oh, I have an out-of-state insurance too. So finding a Mm -hmm. therapist in DC is literally the worst thing in the entire world because my insurance mostly applies to the state that I am from. Yeah, that sucks. See, this is the thing. I like only realized recently how lucky I am with my therapist situation because I've been able to keep my therapist for the last several years. That's awesome. And it's because I grew up in Maryland, so I'm not even going Mm -hmm. that far. So I just do like the telehealth and it's like, I'm able to keep her. It's 
great, but I also recognize, like, my roommate's, like, having this exact same issue where he cannot find a therapist, like, at all. And it's, like, weird, too, because he lives in D.C., so it's oh. not even an issue of insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, I think just, it's, like, a, a mental health shortage. Like, I think yeah. there's, there's yeah, a shortage yeah. of, of because therapists. Because a lot of people are not accepting patients anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and also, not <laughs> to colonial health, but it's really hard to get the accurate service that you need through colonial health just because yeah. there's like so many people to go through. We should feel inclined to dis colonial health if we feel the need to. I Honestly, mean, I know someone who's trying right I got now. mine through CAPS. Oh, it, really? I had to send a very aggressive email and be very explicit about my situation mm-hmm. um, for them to be like, oh, she actually needs help. And then I might <laughs> ask you to help me out with that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I have a friend who's crying, like trying through the CAPS system because she's very much similar to me, like hermit, doesn't yeah. sometimes doesn't leave her room for like weeks on end and like she tried caps and it was kind of a difficult situation but i think she's getting the help she wants now that's but good like i've just never like i once walked into caps and i just started crying and then yeah I, my, I do mind telehealth um and I, my next i do it like bi-weekly because mm-hmm. just because of like timing and stuff but um i think giving advice is not the right word but i think giving what has helped personally yeah. maybe good home so remedies. yeah yeah home well, remedies because a depressive episode doesn't necessarily imply clinical depression like right. there are yeah. moments where we are just down you know? yeah. yeah down on your luck down bad down horrendous stressed burned yeah. out yeah down cataclysmic <laughs> i think um so when we are sad, what do we do? I go to the Georgetown flea market. <laughs> you know, I haven't been to that yet. It is really like, fun. Where is it? It's by On the Wisconsin. Safeway. Mm-hmm. It's like right across the street from the Safeway. Oh. And it is, I mean, I don't know what about it. Just like walking, seeing the paintings, seeing the clothes. Seeing Good the vibes. Tra- Good vibes. It's so cool. Especially look. when it's nice out. When is it? Like, I know it's On, on Sundays. 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 From like 8 to 4. I might yeah. host another intern event and I'll tell you to come with me. Okay. Um, Ooh, I'll come too. I was going to say my advice is like kind of... I, this is bad. I, I don't know. Personally, I like mellow in it for I I get really highs and lows, and so like when I'm in the low, I like mellow in it for a really long time. And I think the main thing that gets me out of it is literally like throwing myself out of bed and putting myself in a freezing cold shower. And that for some reason, that like jumpstarts my like nervous system into like getting at least one thing done that's been like kind of holding me back. Like a lot, sometimes, like my room gets like really disgusting when I'm yeah. in these like periods. And so like if I throw myself into like a really, really cold shower and then kind of have to be like, oh my God, what's going on? And then I like deep clean my room and like like binge clean my room. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So sometimes like, I don't know, like literally physically shocking your nervous system helps. Yeah, no, yeah. honestly, I agree with that. Cause like at least like the moments where I've had depressive episodes, like I just will not shower. Like I yeah. will stay in bed mm-hmm. and I'll feel disgusting. So I'll feel worse about myself just because of how gross, like I'll get all like, you know, just yeah. like sweaty grimy. and stuff and grimy. Yeah, so you just, it, kind of becomes like a bit of a cycle Mm -hmm. and at least like finding just any inkling of motivation to at least take a shower is just always a great first step from there then I don't know like exercise are great but it's sometimes very hard to motivate yourself to do that so yeah I mean little things when I Mm -hmm. have a depressive episode I like to self-isolate so I won't talk to anyone that's like not in a class or -hmm. like I have to for like weeks so what I do is I either reach out to my roommate who I live with so it's easy or my big and mm. i'm just like hey let's go do something very casual very chill and then they're the two people that love me unconditionally so <laughs> like they're very helpful and like just kind of pulling me out of we that we love you grace yeah. <laughs> we love you grace she listens to this too so. so cute all right roommate number five 
My now ex-roommate, who was one of my first friends at GW, randomly announced that she was moving out and that our dorm was not conducive to her as a student. I had sort of a mental health crisis last semester and put her through some things that I'm not proud of putting her through. But I thought we were in a good place, and then out of the blue, she announces that she's leaving and won't even give her, she won't even give me a straight answer as to why. It's hard not to feel abandoned in my time of need. We had kind of been drifting apart ever since the events of last semester, and she barely was ever, ever in the dorm, but I thought it was just because she was really busy and not because she was purposely avoiding me. Is it worth it to talk to her about all this, or should I just let it go? Mm. So this is like my worst fear in the entire world because yeah. I put my roommate through a lot and I'm always scared that she's going to like abandon me. So I completely understand how you're feeling. And I think it would be definitely worth it to sit down and talk to her about it. What I like to do before I have a like, I'm not a big, conf- I'm not really big on confrontation, but when I do have to confront someone, I write down all my thoughts on a sticky note mm. and make sure that I'm like, clear in what I want to say because I'm not great with my words. And so I think you should definitely just, you know, sit down, reflect how you've been feeling, why you've been feeling that way. What do you propose as a solution to maybe how she's feeling or how you're feeling? Mm -hmm. Write it all down and then just be like, hey, can we have like 30 minutes to talk? We can meet in our room. We can meet outside the room, whatever is comfortable with you and just talk it out. Yeah, um, I definitely think that like in any situation, but especially with roommates, communication is key. Like always like 100% of the time because that's a person you're living with so if you are annoyed by like the slightest thing and don't address it like that's just going to accumulate yeah so especially like if this is someone that you've been friends with it's 100% beneficial to just get it out of the way even if it's annoyed you for this long and even if like you don't know exactly what's going to come of it it's 100% always more worth it to say something than not say something like at least with my roommate I, so I have ADHD, so I'm like extremely, like, I'm not extremely messy. I try to keep clean as much as I can Mm -hmm. because I enjoy having a clean space. However, sometimes I fall a little bit short of like our agreed upon like distribution of like chores, like Mm -hmm. doing the dishes and stuff. And what I told him when we first became roommates is that like, I want the room to be as clean as he does. Like, like we are on the same page of like our level of cleanliness. However, sometimes like I have trouble, um, Yeah, I have, like, trouble, like, remembering to do the dishes Mm -hmm. and stuff. So if I do anything that annoys him even the slightest bit, like, to address it, like, literally that second, like, it will not hurt my feelings. If I'm annoying him, just say it. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to say, like, every single roommate situation should be like mine, but I definitely think that it... I, I've found it useful to just address everything like on the spot when you can. Yeah, I think that's a good system. And also, I was going to say, I think having a conversation is important. Also, don't, like picture in your head that they're like maybe the solution is that you guys are not like roommates anymore maybe you don't have to solve anything but having closure to the situation mm-hmm. could also be really nice yeah yeah i mean sometimes it's hard not to get into your head especially when you're in those mm-hmm. kind of s- scenarios where you're like having an like a mental health crisis and you feel kind of just like isolated but also just remember that there are people in your corner yeah all right solid moving on My roommate has a gross boyfriend who's always sleeping in our room, and she tells me I can't sleep there. I tried to confront her, and now she's given me the silent treatment for, like, two weeks. SOS. What do I do? We were besties. Talk to her. Okay, I had a situation very similar to this freshman year with my... I lived in a Thurston quad, and (laughs) (laughs) just a moment of silence for the Thurston quad. Um, But one of our roommates had a boyfriend, and they were so PDA-y. 
Like, they were throwing raspberries in each other's stomachs, calling each other stinky. It was awful. Yeah, wait, like, as that's a pet name? Yes. Like, hey, stinky. No, 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 you're so stinky. No, you're so stinky. You're stinkier. Like, literally, it was disgusting. That's in front terrible. of all of us. I'm a big like, advocate all... for not judging people, but I'm judging the fuck out of them. No, <laughs> it's really gross. Oh I could go on to, like, a whole rant, but I won't. <laughs> because, truly, this person put me through hell. Um, but, I mean, if she's confronting, like, giving you the silent treatment, this person... I understand that they were your bestie, but like this is girl. also your own room. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck is she about to be Stand like? Stand up for your space. Your room is not yours. You need to get out. I need to fuck. Like, like how late are we talking? Because yeah. like, my roommate and I have an agreement to like not till like twelve. Mm. So mm-hmm. like if you're being out and about like on Foggy Bottom till like four a.m., I'm so sorry for that's you. That's messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's like that's really super up. fucked. So honestly, I. I, I last year had a terrible roommate situation. I ended up having to switch roommates. So room swap. You were telling me about that. Yes, I was telling you about that. <laughs> I had to like room swap to another pair of roommates yeah. who were also bad for different roommates. <laughs> no, our Thurston quad, all three of us moved out and mm-hmm. left her alone <gasps> in our quad because she refused to move. Damn. Because her boyfriend wouldn't walk to Mitchell. Uh, we told her to get a single. Like, it was yeah. not just us. It was his roommates, too. Uh-huh. And we told yeah. them to get a single. And he was like, I'm not going to walk the three feet to Mitchell. What? Anyway. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, room swap is always an option. Like, go complain to your community coordinator. I will say though that like they are sometimes very slow, so you would just have to annoy the fuck out of them. Yeah. Write aggressive emails. Do it. Yeah. Advocate for your space. Emails, be a like, Karen. Literally not be a Karen. Yeah. Like this Advocate is your living yourself. space. You have every authority to be annoying as hell when it comes to. Also, I'm sorry that we don't have RAs anymore. That you can't just like, go know. complain to an RA. Yeah. That really sucks. But yeah. I think oh. our advice is. If they keep treating you this way, get stand out. up for your space and get out. I would even if they don't like you, I would still like I I'd be so annoyed at this. Like I don't think I'd be able to talk to this person if someone I was don't, like, like I don't know how you even like be able to do school or like function well in this yeah. environment. It's it seems so very toxic. Taxing. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like she's giving you the silent treatment when you did confront her. Like I don't know. I feel like. At least for me, I just have no patience for people being petty, like mm-hmm. doing uh, yeah. silent treatment. Like yeah. I don't know. It's kind of bad. Like I will probably like one up you like in your pettiness if someone <laughs> like, if you're giving me the yeah. silent treatment, like I'm going to do everything in my power to just annoy the fuck out of you and make you break. You yeah. Know? So I, I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying <laughs> that We're not saying get revenge. But, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're coming up on our last roommate here who says, I've been casually seeing a guy since last November and honestly haven't been feeling totally 100% about it since the beginning. I like hanging out with him, but he is just extremely clingy. Like, if I don't respond for a couple hours, he gets upset and he wants to see me multiple times a week, which is just too much for me because I'm super busy. I also feel really bad saying no because I do genuinely like him. I've made it clear since the beginning that I only wanted something casual and not a relationship, and he agreed and said he was fine with it. So I don't know why he is acting like this. I don't know how to set a boundary without being mean, and I'm not sure if I should just break it off with him completely. Um, Would love some advice on this. I want everyone listening to this podcast right now to say it with me. Setting a boundary is not mean. (laughs) You can set boundaries and, like, it you know feel like if you feel if they make you feel bad they're in the wrong like that's yeah. what you have to remember it's just all about the, the tone in which you say it yeah mm-hmm. like don't be rude obviously like don't like come after and be like damn you're clingy as fuck like get the way <laughs> like get away from like obviously you know but yeah. you can be nice about it be like yeah. hey I, ha- I have stuff to do like several times a week that's encroaching on boyfriend territory that's what we agreed not to do yeah definitely yeah like i know you said that um 
made it clear that you want something casual and he agreed to it but it sounds like deep down he wasn't really agreeing to that yeah you know? so maybe just like have another conversation about like what you expect out of each other mm-hmm. and just also i mean if you really like him don't break it off unless you ha- absolutely have to yeah, yeah. Plus, like, if he does get upset at that, then you have to recognize that, like, this is clearly stressing you out. Mm-hmm. So if it's stressing you out and it's not stressing him out, which means there's some imbalance there and mm-hmm. needs to be addressed at some point. So if he gets annoyed by that, at the very least, like, have peace in the fact that, like, you did what you can for yourself and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I feel like my motto should now be prioritize your own mental health. Yeah, I know, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad. I Sometimes in situations I'm less, uh, like, in this, I'm like, he, they are, I wonder what happened at the beginning where he was like, yeah, 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 we can get into a casual relationship. Like, what was the exact conversation about that? Because, mm-hmm. ha, I don't know. Maybe some people just like to make stuff up in their heads and be like, oh, no, this was eventually going to turn into a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if this was, like, kind of foggy and he, maybe he saw it as eventually, or if he genuinely saw it as eventually turning into a relationship. So I think making sure that there's, like, very clear communication yeah. is important. I feel like also people think, like, when you're saying, oh, I want something casual or, like, not a relationship or I'm really busy they're just like saying that to say that but sometimes yeah. I feel like you genuinely mean it like you are busy you want something casual like that's just and a some fact. people have different definitions of like what what does casual mean what does a hookup mean like yeah. everyone has yeah. different definitions of things so that also is where you need what's to be very what's a relationship exactly because it definitely sounds like this person is to me at least in my definition of a relationship yeah, it sounds like this person wants a relationship yeah like if you're not responding for a couple hours and he's getting upset sometimes I leave people on like Red for like two days. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Even if you're in a relationship and you don't respond for a couple yeah. hours, like they and should be fine with that. Like, yeah. 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 Flag, yeah. I mean, they probably should know you well enough to know that you're not doing it out of like. Well, yeah, but I feel like it's also just like any person, you know. Like mm-hmm. everyone's busy. It's not like you're on your phone being like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm gonna <laughs> drop all of my priorities. You know, no matter yeah. what I'm doing, I need to respond yeah. to this text. That feels like very middle school. Yeah. Like that really True. feels like a middle school relationship where you're like holding on like dropping everything mm-hmm. just to respond to one text message and be like, hey. Yeah, but at the very least, middle school relationships ended after like two weeks. <laughs> people, people just keep that shit going for way too long. <laughs> so, yeah, um, definitely like say something to them. Um, you're not going to be mean. Um, it'll be okay. Yeah, don't be mean. If you, worst comes worse, you can try it out on a friend. Mm. Or you have the conversation with them. Just like try that. it out on a friend. Yeah. Hey, with like any any of these conversations, try it out on a friend first if you feel like you're going to be uncomfortable or like you're not going to be like you don't know how to say it. Just try it out on someone yeah. else. They'll help you out. Mm-hmm. I really like that advice. Yeah. I don't know. Going back to what Abby was saying though, I feel like in terms of like the definition of like what casual means, I feel like y'all got to like like no joke draft some bylaws, you know, like No, literally. Like 100%. What does casual mean? Are y'all going out on dates? Are y'all just hooking up? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That needs to be done. So, yeah, do that, listener, roommate. Good luck. Good luck. And good luck. Yes. <laughs> good luck to all of our roommates that are going to have some These difficult are... conversations after this because, yeah. trust me, it's not easy confronting people, but you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice, is what I've realized. Like, you kind of just have to, like, bite the bullet and like oh yeah suck it up you just have to stick up for yourself yeah Yeah. and even if like the situation becomes weird afterwards it's always better than just not doing it like Mm -hmm. the feeling you have not like just waiting around yeah it's just you gotta just rip that band-aid off you just go ahead and do it and you honestly feel better Mm because now you have answers to the questions you've been like wondering about for weeks like yeah what was the person that was like the front of the roommate that was like giving her the silent treatment for like her mental health crisis like you've probably been stressed out so much 
by what's going yeah. on and like getting the answers that you deserve will be make you feel so much better. Yeah. So a quick follow up from the last episode, um, my co-host on my music show, Lauren, wanted to give um, some advice on the burnout question, the roommate who had the burnout issue. Um, what was the specific question? Yeah, what was the uh, I think it was just in general, like feeling very burnt out. Do you have any advice on mm. how to get out of that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And she said, she saw a tweet the other week that basically said, burnout does not happen overnight and therefore nor does the solution. It takes incremental change every day because it's a problem that develops bit by bit every day. Find your peace every day was just her overall um, advice. And I just felt like that was a really good encompassing um, like advice. Yeah. That's great. Also, do you know that burnout was created, like the concept of burnout was started in like New York and I think the 70s or the 80s with nurses that were working overtime oh so psychologists studied them and realized that this they were more aggravated the longer hours they worked they were taking it out on their patients and that's where we get burnout from. that's so interesting i didn't know that <laughs> fun fact maybe i'll have a segment called fun facts from ria oh my god that would be such a cool segment yeah i'd like that okay mm-hmm. well thank you for listening if you have any follow-up advice on any of the situations we covered today you can find that on the wrgw podcast instagram in the link tree in their bio um if you click on the google form there'll be a little question in it that basically says um how are you like how do you feel about uh, a certain question or like what was your advice or your hot take um and if you have situations for us that you would like to submit it would also be in that same google form in the link in the wrgw podcast bio yeah, please submit. We yeah. love talking about your problems <laughs> or your <laughs> situations, and we love giving out advice. Yeah. So please submit. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Yep, that's our show. Bye, Goodbye, guys. everybody.